The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network. The opinions expressed in the Rough House podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nads Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's, Frisky's Cat Food, Ted Turner, Jameson Irish Whiskey, Fruit of the Loom, Hershey's, Samsung, Amblin Entertainment, Groundskeeper Willie, or the cast and crew of The Walking Dead. Since the dawn of mankind, those in professional wrestling have turned to the Pro Wrestling Podcast to gain insight into how to do their jobs, how to create angles, develop new characters, and create fiery feuds with which to capture an audience's attention. What better group of individuals than basement dwellers on internet-purchased microphones to guide the hand of a multi-million dollar industry? We're proud to present one such podcast, courtesy of the Realm Network, here at the Rough House, where black people and white people watch wrestling. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. And um, you can just uh, you can just take it away today. You can just you you uh, I haven't watched shit. Okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So, Chris, I'm gonna I'm gonna be your co-host slash a listener today. You tell me what's going on in the world of professional wrestling while I drink this glass of straight vodka right out of the glass with no ice. Yeah, that's that looks quite nasty. It's a dirty glass. It's a dirty <laughs> fucking glass. Life is a dirty thing, my friend. Um, I I've noticed a couple things right off the bat. Um, you're not wearing a shirt. I'm completely naked <laughs> right now. <laughs> if you need to know, I am completely, completely naked. Prove it. Nah. <laughs> I might have I a bit you. of an erection. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that's why a couple minutes late, huh? Oh, way more. Way more than a couple minutes late. <laughs> you have no idea, guys. Rough House listeners, um, of which I apologize for today's podcast. I apologize for prior podcasts. And if you are someone that knows anything about professional wrestling, reach out. Because I'll probably just make you the new co-host at some point. No, 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 as, no. There, there, so is no ready there, there is no rough house without without Justin and Chris. That's that's how it goes right now. It kind of looks like a Mike's Hard Lemonade you're drinking out of a out of a rocks glass. I so wish to, it would be a lot to easier. Deceive me. I wish it was a Mike's Hard Lemonade. I love Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's super good. Now you know what I was. I should be more clear. I was drinking. Hey, cheers to you, bud. Cheers, cheers. to you, buddy. Hey, here, here we go. Um, here's one for the working man. Uh, this is actually Deep Eddie's. Okay, all right, Deep Eddie's. Yeah, solid. It's all it's, uh, lemon, lemon. So okay, it's, uh, all right. Pure so lemon. it's kind of like a Mike's Hard Lemonade, just a lot harder. It's like the fucking hardest Mike's. It's as <laughs> hard a mic as you could get to. So you had Preakness this morning. How'd that go? Fucking douchey. <laughs> Douchey as fuck. So fucking corny. It's just a bunch of the whitest people in the most inner city neighborhood. Yep. It would be like, how do I put this? Dropping Um, the Hamptons into West Africa. mm. (laughs) Whoa, you said it, not me. You said it. It would be like in the middle of a soup kitchen where they've Uh run out of soup. Yeah, having an impenetrable glass dome in the middle, right. where there are ten sentient T-bone steaks dancing, <laughs> and they're doing the fucking Charleston, uh-huh. they're doing the cha-cha, they're doing the shimmy shimmy shake, they're cutting a rug, brother. They are cutting a rug, and there are thousands of hungry, foaming at the mouth. People in said soup kitchen, which, as I pointed out earlier, has run out of chicken noodle, vegetable yep. beef, and French onion, which I don't think is something they serve at a soup kitchen. Probably but I want to believe somewhere there's a really fancy fucking soup kitchen somewhere that's got French onion soup with the cheese and the cheese they, is shitty. Yeah, with the, uh, with the croutons in there, too. 
Like, oh yeah. And then like the little crock they serve it in is just yeah. kinda yeah. it's kinda shitty. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was one of those dancing fucking stakes today. And um they had us park at the police academy. Have you ever seen where the police academy is in Baltimore? Uh no. Is the is Mahoney in charge of it or Commandant Lassard? It would be better served if they did, because <laughs> it is in the most Rip shit, gin shanty looking fucking fresh across the Mexican border into El Paso. Yeah. Looking fucking Brazilian favela neighborhood, is which is where like, I get, okay, it's um Park Heights. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's kind of like if Baltimore's a clock, it's right around mm-hmm. seven, just a little bit it, it, gotcha. up and in. Uh-huh. Uh, seven o'clock closer to the center of the clock. Hi, and it is gotcha. just in the most run down fucked up looking derelict elementary school and there's some like obstacle course out there Uh that i'm like i I don't think anybody's run this thing in a while right i would i would love to discuss the concept at some point of the fat cop which (laughs) i've never grasped because goddamn do i love the boys and girls in blue but Mm -hmm. i've never grasped the concept minus one of of the Minus one, okay. Which I think we know. If they were to take a round in the line of duty, I'm going to sleep well that night. (laughs) And that might be someone I used to date. So, all right, they fucked up my beef wellington. That's another story. I know, I know that story. Oh, that bitch. That bitch ruined my beef wellington. Oh, man. I just see this, this the phenomenon of the fat cop, and I think I could commit so much crime near you, right? And as long as you're not like a fucking crack shot, I've got this. It's like Hakeem, the African <clears throat> Dream, trying to chase you down. One man gang, you know. He's not gonna. He's mm. not gonna catch the one, two, three mm. kid. All right. Every profession has its gold medalists, and then they've got those that are riding the bench. All right, yeah, not every one yeah. of you guys is going to be fucking Serpico. Right. Not every single one of y'all are going to be Tango and Cash. Yeah. All right, not all y'all are going to be on the Dragnet. Cobra. Now and then, there's going to be the guy that's going to be the Cobretti, Cobretti. and then you're going to get Fat Bike Cop. That's like, yeah. well, I think I bent the frame on my Schwinn. That guy gets away <laughs> with the LED TV today. I just, I look at some, and I'm like, man... And I have friends that are police officers, and I love them dearly, and I pray for their safety, and I know that they retake, I'm not sure if it's annually or biannually, they retake physical exams? Their, their physical examinations, because they like to keep them at the top of their game. They have to get recertification in their firearms and their uh-huh. procedural tactics. I mean, to be a cop is not an easy job out on the beat. It's also a very difficult job back at the precinct and in the procedure. Sure. And I'm like, how in the Fuck, did your A&E, my 600-pound life looking ass, possibly graduate? <laughs> How's that possible? Yeah. And there was a few out there at Preakness today that <clears throat> I looked at, and I said, I could walk up to a horse right now and punch it in the fucking face. just Chuck Norris its neck. I could <laughs> snap its neck in front of me, and I could walk away briskly. Not saying take my time, uh-huh. but... Like a mall walker at five in the morning with a velour tracksuit on and ill-fitting New Balances, I can rock just like you. Yeah. And I know I'm going to get to my getaway car as long as the batteries in your walkie-talkie are dead. I'm going to be fine. As long as you can't call in backup, I'm going to be okay. Right. Well, you know, it, it is, uh, I don't know. It's Not all of job. us can be the big boss, man. Not all of us can be the no. Mountie. Yeah, that's true. There were a number of... Uh, gimmicks like that over the years. Um, well, what I'm other cops you... were there? Other cops? What uh, other cops well, in wrestling have there been? Well, I mean, <clears throat> as as of right now, the most important ones are the fashion police, which is the best segue we've ever done. <laughs> you uh, heard in podcasts recent, if not the last, that I was fifty fifty on the fashion police. That was right. I was like, I love. Their intention, and there was yeah. a couple of great jokes, not the greatest. They they found their voice. Oh, They man. have found their energy. So funny. The, the line that murdered me 
that uh-huh. has there's and there's many <clears throat> was when they held up Baron Corbin's shirt. <laughs> Three shirts. Shirts all wolves. All wolves. <laughs> Fucked <laughs> me up. That's I true. was losing it. Losing uh, it. Day one day is one H. is H. Day one is H. Fuck you. So funny. good. So well, that is the greatest. The, what I find uh, almost as impressive as the comedy writing is is the performance. I mean, this is this is like this is live. This is like SNL because it's live. Uh, there are no cuts. It's one take. It's like it's like live, uh, like like what you do with the, with the murder mysteries. It's a, it's a live performance in front of people, and to be able to do that and execute those lines and those jokes flawlessly, and without the other guy cracking up, I would be losing my. I'd be losing it right now. I'd be laughing hysterically if I had a stupid mustache on and Fandango is, is being his ridiculous self. I, I would not be able to do it. So all all the credit in the world to those two for being able to pull that off. That is I and I. I tweeted this earlier today. I think that is the best comedy that WWE has done since since the team hell no um, anger management uh, bits backstage. Yeah, like I'm trying to think. The New Day has been more hit than miss over the past yeah. few years. Total body of work in, in, taken into account. Sure. More hit than miss. <clears throat> but they've done a lot of good stuff in ring. Yeah. They're very, very good off the cuff, reacting to the crowd, playing yeah. with one another. I- I- incredible synergy. But when it comes to pre-taped, written, somewhat scripted, maybe by a writer, maybe by the talents, I really believe, and I have no reason, no proof of this, I believe a lot of that stuff that's coming out of the Fashion Police is Brizongo coming up with that stuff. Yeah, I, I like really believe so. that. I believe it is. It it really seems too natural and to them to right. have been handed to them. Yeah. Uh, but backstage, green screen, set, recorded yeah. comedy in the past it could be way bad. Way bad. Oh, yeah. Looking at the Good Brothers skit. No. The Good Brothers in the old day, which was some of the most cringeworthy horseshit really in bad. a long, long time. It was. Even the even the the team hell no stuff. It was still them with a third party who I believe was a comedian actor yeah. whoever, and it was still them. What they're doing with the fashion police thing in this fun little universe and all that. It takes yeah. creativity. It takes set design. It takes. Yeah. Really good rapport. You're right. This is really some of the best comedy that they've done outside of the ring, pre-produced, pre-packaged, yeah. scripted, and set in a long time. I, I, I don't know. Will I, the only other thing I can think that came close, um, and that it was just recently, was the Miz doing his uh, the Miz and Maurice doing their mm. John Cena and Nikki Bella stuff. How could I have forgotten? Which was also really good, and both on SmackDown. That so. was great. If yes, it is the writing staff yes, that's you. assigned wow, to SmackDown, then then hats off to you, SmackDown writing staff. If it's the Miz coming up with that and and uh, uh, Brizongo coming up with that, that's great. So, well, why don't we uh, why don't we take that to lead into uh, Backlash? Which, as we're recording this, it's Saturday afternoon. So Backlash is Sunday evening. It's a I'm SmackDown only pay per view. It is the first. I have it right here. It's the first one since WrestleMania. Now, what's what I find interesting about this? Is that I, you know, this the WWE sends out the emails reminding you of things. The email I got yesterday was very telling because it says, you know, the title was Backlash this Sunday. And then I open it, and right at the very top was was AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the United States Championship, and right below it to the left was WWE Championship, Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal. And I think that speaks volumes um, to both the. Um, the the uh the status of an AJ Styles and a Kevin Owens at this point in their careers and also to the uncertainty perhaps of this Jinder Mahal push which seemingly came out of nowhere and we've gone over it the past couple weeks but the fact that they're leading off their email with that I I found fascinating Really, because I um I was thinking in contrast of that with them putting AJ Styles Kevin Owens prominently while minorly, you see Orton and in Ginger, which is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're, when they're focusing back, on personalities over championships. Is is my is the shock that I'm I'm seeing here? Gotcha. Okay, because I, I was thinking back to SmackDown this week when you have AJ Styles losing to Ginger Mahal. Yeah, which 
was, and I still, I don't have a problem with that because there was some by hook, by crook, yeah, sing, oh, excuse yeah. me, Bollywood boys involvement. Yeah, so it brothers. wasn't like a clean one, two, three. I right. could see where there'd be a contingent of people that while on Raw, as some people would say an equal of crime would have happened with Finn losing clean to Roman. To Roman. Yeah. I still think, and we'll get to that in a second, I didn't have any problem with AJ losing to gender, and I wouldn't have a problem with, right now, actually the odds are in favor as of today, and who knows, by the time you listen to this, the odds are in favor of gender winning now. Right. That gender is, is the favorite. I would like to see a possible Randy Orton victory Maybe get back into his program. Uh, well, Bray's now gone. He's back on Raw. But seeing Jinder with AJ, I think a Jinder and AJ program, I'm getting more and more in on Jinder. I'm appreciating his promos. I'm appreciating his in-ring work. Yeah. I do need a different finisher still. If you And here's what will sell you on him, too. Listen to the most recent Talk is Jericho, where he had Jinder Mahal. Jinder. Yeah, I saw, I saw that it was posted. He's, I haven't listened to it yet. He's got an infectious energy about him. You want to talk about someone that couldn't get more away from his character, that breaks kayfabe with a sledgehammer. Yeah. As sweet and as kind and as, I can't believe I'm here. This is amazing. I worked so hard to get myself in shape and I was drinking and I didn't take myself seriously. He gets deep into how 3MB happened. He talks about him and Drew Galloway being the best of friends and then both realizing... We fucked up, and we didn't take our role seriously, and we let ourselves go physically, and yeah. we realized that we're only going to do SmackDown. Excuse me, we're only going to do superstars. We're only going to do pre-shows right. of network shows. Why should we give a shit? And because you didn't give a shit, the company didn't give a shit. So when they got the call back, they began to give a shit again. Yeah. And Drew, he said even more when he got the call from TNA, was thinking, okay, I'm going to get back, and I'm going to really, really try, but there's no guarantee. He could only control the things that he can control, which is his physique, his promos his attitude his in-ring work and the the he almost cuts like a 30 minute long promo about himself with jericho right that was as it's a sell inspiring. job it's a sell job he sold himself to me yeah it's so inspiring and so infectious and like i want to hate the guy i want to be like okay you're a heel i'm kind of wink wink supposed to hate you sure but you listen to that interview and you're like oh god damn give this guy the title yeah. Give this guy the fucking everything. He deserves it. He discusses his body. He discusses how he got in that, oh man, is he taking anything kind of shape? And he's right. not. He's just eating and living so clean and so beautifully that if he won at Backlash, I'd have no problems. If he didn't and he picked up with AJ in a U.S. title program and did the whole evil foreign heel trying to get the U.S. title thing with a victorious AJ Styles, and then maybe AJ moves into a program with Orton over on SmackDown. I'd have no problems with that, but I I, I love where Jinder is, and I love that Orton, he talks about Orton, I like that Orton likes Jinder, and I think you're going to get a good match out of him, courtesy of him wrestling up to the energy of Mahal. Right, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the match, and and I'm with you. I I am... um... I, th- I think that Jinder has a very good chance of walking out with the championship because of all the reasons you just said, plus the fact that, man, Randy Orton is just not exciting. You know, uh, as a face, as a champion, like, I-, I watched the SmackDown earlier and the promo he cut walking to the ring before his match with Baron Corbin, and it just sounded like, it just sounded like bored Randy. Yeah, you know, and, and And he may be excited for a match with Jinder. It's not coming across in, in that and, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, Orton winning the title back from, from Bray at WrestleMania. Pretty much everything involving Randy Orton has been kind of, eh, this this whole well, year. Orton, Orton for years has, and I think this has been a, a, a criticism and a compliment of Orton, is that he's very much an in and out of ring chameleon based on whoever he's standing around yeah. in the feud. He will wrestle down to an opponent. He will wrestle up to an opponent. Right. Very few people have to get to Randy's level. Don't worry, Randy will come to wherever you're at. Right. So... <clears throat> We are hoping that with someone that's as on fire and is excited and is rejuvenated and is ready to grab that invisible brass ring like Jinder, and apparently those two being good friends, I'm thinking, hoping, we're going to get a good Randy Orton that's right. going to ascend to that level. Even though, with everything that I'm just saying just now, I'm going to contradict myself here, that Bray was banging on all cylinders leading into WrestleMania, which would have made you think... 
All right, here we go. Bray is now finally getting to where he needs to be. He's got the title. He's kicking ass. He's an evil entity again. And will Orton wrestle up to that? Well, he gets the title in a pretty meh C-minus match. And then Bray goes off to do whatever. And Orton is back to his fucking Snorlord routine. Yeah. So, yeah, I I agree. Randy Orton is... He's very hot and very cold, depending on who he's with. I just have high hopes that I think Jinder is going to make this match. And Jinder is going to make Orton here. The most important question going into this match for me is, will Randy Orton dive? That shit <laughs> got me so hard. I know it did. As that soon as I read it, so I'm hard. like, just as popping for this. Now, admittedly. The person that I had a problem with that he went after initially, if you're not familiar, Randy Orton went in on someone pointing out online uh, Bully Ray diving onto a group of people. Well, Bully Ray tweeted it to Randy. Bully Ray. Bully Ray. Yeah. Uh, Well, Bully Ray responded to someone showed. I remember the the image was of Bully Ray diving onto a bunch of people and saying something about big, fat, old timers whatever, whatever, diving onto people. Did you see the dot, 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 dive sign on SmackDown? Yes, it was perfectly framed, It was great. It was great. I get it if you're saying that about a Ricochet, if you're saying that about a Leo Rush, you're saying that about a Will Ospreay, if you're saying that about a Young Bucks, if you're saying about any of these spot monkeys, people like to call them, that are a little more high-flying and active. But Bully Ray is goddamn good. And I... Yeah. I, I was very conv- I, I wouldn't be surprised if Orton shot Bully Ray a text and was like, hey, I'm going to jump online and fuck with you real quick. Check this shit out. Well, apparently this old heat between the two from a match where um, I think Bully or Bubba Ray at the time injured or like gave a real stiff shot to Randy Orton in an OVW. It was like a really long time ago that apparently Orton uh, held on to. So when... <clears throat> So what happened, it was Rip Rogers, who was a trainer at OVW and a good friend of Randy Orton, posted that every indie match, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and it was it was funny, and, you know, it, it's kind of true, but that's what, you know, wrestling in the indies is kind of about these days. So then Randy Orton piled on, and then Bubble Ray, or Bully Ray, responded to that with a photo of him. And I think that photo was from the night before at the uh, Ring of Honor pay-per-view when he did that, when he did that dive off the top rope. So then Randy responded with a, that's just a fat old guy falling onto people sort of thing. And, uh, and Bubba was like, or Bully Ray was like, ah, oh, come on, bro. <laughs> sort of thing. And then, yeah. you know, it, it kept escalating, it kept <clears throat> escalating. And, you know, I, I, t- I think Ricochet kind of, kind of summed it up, uh, with his tweet saying, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of different styles of wrestling and, um, a lot of, different people enjoy a lot of different styles and you know you're you just just enjoy what you enjoy and there's it was kind of like a peacekeeping sort of things like hey guys it was can't we all get along is yeah no one really do. got mega butt hurt here and i do believe that there was a heavy duty level of tongue-in-cheek on all sides with it uh it was funny and orton at this point he's such a made man oh, he that is. he can really just lash out at whoever or support whoever uh, I would love if he went up to do a dive at Backlash and then yeah. just slowly crawled down and then punched Jinder in the head or something right. like that. And then he, or if or, or Jinder he goes in for a, a dive and he ducks <gasps> out of the way and's like, nope, he's like, no dives. you ain't diving on me. <laughs> uh, hey, let's talk about real quick the Raw match okay. with Finn and Roman, Roman Reigns, where Finn loses clean mm-hmm. to Roman Reigns. Um, Who's still supposed someone, to be selling injuries from Braun Strowman? Well, someone pointed something out to me that I thought was interesting. That okay. when they have a taped program or a taped delay program, the way that they do with the England-UK shows, uh-huh. there were a, a fuck ton of boos for Roman Reigns. I mean, mm-hmm. he was getting the Roman Reigns scene pop. Right. They had time to clean those up. And didn't. Didn't. They let them go. And I'm not saying Roman's turning heel, but I am not ready to call Roman a face anymore. I feel like we're seeing a gray area. I remember we had the night after WrestleMania where like they're, oh shit, he's doing the mic drop. He's going to do the prick thing. But then they go and undo it night after that or the Raw after that. I have a lot of respect for Undertaker. And then he gets into his thing with Strowman, which gets sidetracked because Strowman gets injured. 
And then he comes out on Raw and he acts the way he does and he wrestled the way that he did. Yeah. And there was a there were some heelish things in there to where I don't think it hurt Finn at all losing to one of the biggest stars in the company. But I feel like it developed Roman a little more. I think people are very, very hot that their guy, Finn Balor, lost to a guy that everyone's, you know, I can't believe this guy is the man that's forced down our throat. But I think the story that we're missing is I think you started to see a paradigm shift in Roman this past week that I'm now I'm going to need five or six consistent right. weeks of it in a row before I'm like, oh shit, this is the new Roman. Right. But much like that night after WrestleMania, I'm like, I think they are starting to realize, okay, this might not be everything we thought it was going to be. Let's, um, let's go with it a little bit. Sure, and I and I hope that's the case. Uh, this this past week's this this raw was wasn't in the UK. It was it was back in the US though, so it was live. Um, so those boos were authentic. Um, but you know, <clears throat> in in terms of, of Reigns, he's he's definitely he's not going full on total prick, but it, it, he's kind of peppering it in there. And his style was a little more aggressive and a little. It was it was not a, a babyface type of match that he that he wrestled which you know like you said is lending itself to that I, I would love to see that continue keep his promos short and sweet which they did during that promo train after they announced yeah. the fatal five way which is happening here at the uh at the arena which i'm i'm pretty stoked for for extreme rules that match could be hot fire i mean it, it's it's reigns balor um uh wyatt uh who are the other two why is my brain farting on me? Uh, hold on one second. I'll actually pull this up. It's coming to town. Uh, that is June 4th, 4th, 2017. It is Roman versus Seth versus Balor versus Wyatt versus Joe. That's it. Joe. Joe and Rollins, I forgot, because they've been so yeah. ingrained in their in their program. So I think that match uh, will be pretty damn good. Um, you know, Balor, on one hand, I, I would have liked to have seen him not take a clean pin this early into his return. But if he is going to take it, Roman would be the guy to give it to him. Although Roman should still be selling the injuries from the whole Strowman thing. Cause Strowman selling them, selling them with him being yeah. up for, for six what do you think months. it's going to be? Do you think it's going to be the two months or the six months? I don't, I think the six months is a work. I'm pretty sure he'll be I, back. I, I feel, and maybe it's me hoping. Yeah. I, I think the six month is a work. I feel like it's a work uh, now. If it's not, and he's genuinely hurt, and they want to hold bummer. off, okay, I get that. It would be a real, real bummer because that is the biggest success story that they have had in that yeah. company in the longest time. Yeah, he uh, caught fire. But yeah, I and you're right. If had he had there not been this injury, this uh, ambulance stuff, the pay per view yeah. stuff from the last time, then a loss to Roman Reigns would have been a little bit more palatable. But yes, I figure he would be a little bit more injured or maybe had he done some more heelish stuff, done something behind the ref's back, I could have accepted it a, a little bit more. But Finn, I, I don't think is any worse for the wear for nah. losing to one of the biggest stars in the company. But I do understand your right. logic there that uh, uh, Finn might have had a better shot against this allegedly injured Roman. Right, like if Finn would have come back and lost clean to you know Apollo Cruz, then I would have a problem with it. But, yeah, but if he came back and lost clean to Samoa Joe, who's completely right. healthy, I would have no problem with it because yeah. he is he's clean and healthy and good to go. But if he lost to someone way farther down the card, yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing to this poor guy? Right. So back to uh, back to backlash tomorrow night. Now you mentioned earlier, it sounded like you were implying that AJ Styles is going to win the U.S. title. Is that what you think is going to happen? I don't know. Um, I at this point. The, the, the rumors would have you believe that there are going to be no, and this is all dirt sheet shit. No title changes? That there, there will be no title changes on Raw for Extreme oh. Rules and title changes on SmackDown. So will you see titles change hands at Backlash 2017? I think if anybody is going to lose any type of titles, I think the only title you see switching might be the Usos to Brizongo right. and Orton to gender, I think Kevin Owens keeps it, and yeah. AJ Styles moves on to something. I yeah, I think I think maybe um, 
Owens retains for, I think, for a couple reasons. I think because they've really been developing, uh, redeveloping him as a monster heel. And he's he's one of the great heels working today is Kevin Owens. And the, this whole Face of America thing, I think that has legs. And I love, um, you know, he's got the shirt with the uh, the KO with the, uh, you know, American flag on it, which is great. His entrance and it's, it's the subtle, it's the little things that he does that I just love. Um, like when his huge exaggerated cartoonish face is on the ramp and he walks around it so he doesn't walk on his face and he looks down and kind of smirks at himself Mwah. loves Love that. it and Loves you know it. he he does great crowd work and yelling at people and like you know the yelling uh stuff during the ring which is funny and just a total dick move he's 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 really good at that so i think they have a lot invested in kevin owens as a united states champion so i think owens retains aj moves on to fight Jinder Mahal, who becomes new WWE champion. And you know what I hope? I want to talk about two other matches here. One I'm looking forward to just from quality of in-ring work and hunger, and another that is confusing and I hope results in a new storyline. Let's talk with that one first. It was the Talking Smack introduced Harper versus Rowan match. Right. Former Wyatt family members where they kicked this off with Rowan doing that weird laughing, popping balloon fucking routine. This seems extremely shoehorned in. Yeah. This seems like there's no real backstory, but let them get through this match, and I would love to see a weird face Harper get into the United States Championship hunt. Harper versus Owens moving forward would be great. A silent silent Harper who acts very weird and very... Uh, a left of center and very like he has for a long mm-hmm. time without doing dastardly stuff, having Owens play off of him comedically being like, yeah, what the shit are you doing right now? Right. What is the thing with your hands and the whoa, 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 whoa sound? I think Owens could have a lot of fun verbally yeah. with a lot of Harper's mannerisms and the shit that he says. Oh, what did and you then, finally buy a comb? You make oh, enough money that. to get you a new set of Hanes. Uh, a fresh shirt beaters. that wasn't covered in deer juice. Yeah. Or you finally picked <laughs> all the fucking thorns out of your beard. Right. And, I, and then there could be a lot of fun verbal buildup up and interaction and then and when the those two go yeah. that's gonna be two Mack trucks ramming into each other hoss fight hoss fight Harper versus Owens I think could be great hypothetically but a match that I'm looking forward to because I think these guys are gonna go for it to okay. get noticed Dillinger, Dillinger in English. and English I yeah. think Aiden English has been doing good work I think he's been really trying to distance himself from the stuff from the vaude villains. Right. I like the uh, drop the lights, have the spotlight hit him. He yeah. sings a little bit. I like his in-ring work. Ty Dillinger is obviously a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. He's I be- I want to believe he's seeing the faults of others that have made their way to the main roster. Looking yeah. at you, Apollo Crews. Looking at you, Bo Dallas. Tyler Breeze Let at me- first. Tyler Breeze at first. Let me uh, really try and knock this out of the park. And then being both former NXT guys that got a shot earlier than a lot of people thought they would, I would hope that those two sit each other aside back in the locker room and say, let's fucking murder this tonight. We're going to be given however much time, seven minutes, 10 minutes, 15, who knows? Probably not a lot. So, you know, they could some time. I'm not thinking they go 20, but... Let's go out there and absolutely tell an amazing story and just beat the shit out of each other for the ages and let me go ahead and build up some really good heat on English and then let Dillinger go ahead and have that hot baby face come back. And I wouldn't mind seeing an English Dillinger feud. I'm filling in a lot here. I'm pretending to be inside of both of their minds, but they both seem to be so young and so hungry and so interested. And I'd say young. Ty Dillinger's not young, but he's young to the main roster. I mean, he's 36 years old. Uh, Let those two feel themselves and know where they're at and accept that they're on the pre-show and put on a match that's so goddamn good that at the end of it, the agents and management are like, we should have put that shit on the main card. Amen to that. I agree with everything you just said. Um, yeah, I really don't have anything to add. I think you, I think you nailed that. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the match. So, and that's you want to hear a crazy stat? You want to hear a fucking wild stat? I don't know why I thought about this. Okay. Well, I'll tell you exactly why I thought about it. I just brought up Ty Dillinger's age. Sure. You remember King of the Ring 1996? Yeah, Austin which is where the Austin 316 exactly. Ass. Yeah. How old? Old was Jake the Snake oh, in that yeah. match? 
when he was having his ass beat yeah. and he was making it to two-minute matches and they had to have that weird vest-pants combo for yeah. him to do it. Same age as AJ Styles. Really? The same fucking wow. age. Well, I think he might I mean, have been a year older, maybe, or a half a year older. Jake had but a really tough go about it there. So. Jake lived <laughs> Jake lived more. I mean, AJ's about to turn 40 on yeah. June 2nd. He's going to turn wow. 40 years old on June 2nd Good and has him. yet to peak. Meanwhile, yeah. Jake the Snake, Oof. just over 40 years old, 1996, yeah. King of the Ring, is struggling. Yeah. I mean, physically, he's just in tough. fucking shambles. He's coming off of alcoholism. He's praying to any god. Whoa, praying to any god that will listen. He's <laughs> hold on that uh, mic. Sorry about that, buddy. The uh, <laughs> the fucking deep eddies is getting to me right now. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's just it's just interesting to see the performer of yesteryear. Yeah. Versus the performer of today. Yeah. Um. Wow. AJ. Good on you. Good on he's in, he's in amazing shape and is so widely considered one of the best in ring workers in the world right now. So I, and I think his match with Owens just circling back to real quick uh, is is going to steal the show. The only thing that could come close to stealing the show, um, I I have enjoyed how they built to Nakamura's major or uh, main roster in ring debut. Some of the promo yes. work you know with him with his mouth garden has has been stupid. The less he talks, the better. Um, but Ziggler has been carrying his own and is very able to do so um, in the talking department. And I think Ziggler's the perfect guy to pair knock up with for his uh, for his first match because Ziggler will sell the hell out of anything for anybody. And I think when Nakamura hits that Kinshasa on him and Dolph Hedler, uh, Dolph Ziggler's head flies into the 30th row, it, it's going to be a moment that's talked about for a little bit. I hope you're right. Because the reason I'm watching this, move, uh, this match here is not for the moves. It's not for the Kinsasha that you said knocks his fucking head into you know the Orbit. next time zone. Yeah, yeah it, it puts it into the stratosphere. There's definitely a difference between when you're wrestling on the indies and then you make it to NXT. Then when you get from NXT and you make it onto the main roster. Yeah. I am going to be very curious how this match looks because Shinsuke, he ain't fucking Dusty Rhodes. And he ain't going to cut any kind of promos no. verbally that are going to sell him to the crowd. Now, his physical mannerisms and yes. his weirdness are going to sell the shit out of him. They're kind of Dusty Rhodes-ish. But it's his in-ring work that Dusty Rhodes, and I love Dusty. Dusty was a shit worker. Dusty, <laughs> Dusty had, he knew what he could do. I mean, he's like, he's, you know what he's like? He was like a hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. He was a junkyard dog. He yeah. was, no one's ever going to look back and be like, holy shit, Coco this guy beware. is fucking, yeah, this is Coco beware. This guy was not uh, a, a fucking flair. This guy was not a Shawn Michaels. This guy was not a Dean Malenko. This right. guy was a beautiful package. Uh, Nakamura, when he gets in there, he can fucking rip. He can go. But he has a very distinct style, which isn't like the WWE style, the bump and feed style. Shinsuke, king of strong style. He, his Literally, his gimmick is a style, king yeah. of strong style. Are they going to let him be Shinsuke on the main roster. It's very safe in NXT. It's very safe in New Japan where you were cutting your teeth and making your, you know, making your name and in NXT where, like I said, you know, you get to transition some. But even if you watch Prince Devitt matches up into NXT uh-huh. and now NXT onto Finn, Finn's style has completely changed up from New Japan into Raw. Go watch Machine Gun, you know, Machine Gulka Carl Anderson from New Japan now onto main roster. Very right. different style. Are they going to let Shinsuke be Shinsuke in this match? I, f- I feel like the version of Shinsuke we got on TakeOver shows is what we're going to see. If you if you watch a Shinsuke match from an NXT weekly program when he's squashing some jobber, you know, that's whatever. I think the matches he had with like Bobby Roode um, and some of the Joe matches... I I think it could I think it can work. Um, I think it can work on the main roster. You know, because they're not all some of, some of them were a little slower paced, but I think he he certainly has the ability to pick it up, and that's why Dolph Ziggler's a really good opponent for him for that. So I think it can work, but I'm also anxious to see or curious to see how it's going to look 
uh, and more importantly, how it's going to translate to the crowd. What he does have in his favor, and this was kind of another genius part of the build to this on WWE's end, is that he's making his main roster in-ring debut in Chicago. That crowd's going to be hot. They're going to be great hot point. For, they're going to be hot for him. So you know, if he would have made his debut in, um, you know, Des Moines, it, it wouldn't have the same oomph as him making his his main roster debut in Chicago will have. So I, I you know, he he goes over, goes over clean, kicks kicks Ziggler in orbit, and I think it's it's you know, s- straight up to the moon uh, with Nakamura. I'm glad you brought up the. Uh, takeover, takeover Shinsuke versus main roster Shinsuke takeover Chicago. It's going to be yeah, tonight as we are. record this. I'm going to probably end up watching this alone while I drink clean out of the bottle. Okay. And I'm not kidding you. I will I probably end you. up texting you at midnight tonight, seven pages worth of shit and a cockpit. I'm okay. going to need you to delete the message. I'm going to need you to keep the cockpit <laughs> because I'm feeling a certain kind of way right now. And okay. that certain kind of way I can see is cleaning eyes. a gun completely loaded. No, stop. Chris, it. you just don't even, you don't even understand. One day I'll text you off the air and, uh, Jen on 10, sweet girl. I know you listen to the program. Uh, no, I'm not. Okay. NXT Chicago, do you think we're going to have Adam Cole, former Bullet Club member, recently kicked out, replaced by the cleaner himself, Kenny Omega, with the villain, Marty Skrull? Skrull. Skrull. So now that they've got the Young Bucks, number one t-shirt sellers in America, you got Kenny Omega, number one t-shirt seller in Canada, Marty, the villain, number one t-shirt seller in Canada. In all of Britain, they've got it locked up, working for a Japanese company with Ring of Honor tie-ins. Yeah. Adam Cole is out. The big rumor is, will you see him at Chicago? I think uh, I think there's a really good chance of that. And where I think we see him debut is, uh, this was a recently uh, made match, uh, Roddy Strong versus Sanity, or Eric Young with Sanity yeah. behind him. I think we see Adam Cole show up to help uh, help out Roderick Strong, his former ROH compatriot there. Now, does he help him? Not in the match, but Eric for Young? a save. No, no, no. For a save after he gets beat down after the match. Gotcha. Okay, so he shows up. Uh, so he does not get inject himself immediately into not Rude into versus a Atami. I don't, I don't think so. I think, uh, and certainly possible. I think there's... There's still more story to be told with Rude and Itami. Um, you know, you don't often see a one and done title program. Um, so with Itami just coming back and Rude being the guy that they've chosen to kind of run with it for a little bit, I think we see another couple uh, Rude Itami matches. Um, so I, th- I think my smart money is is on Cole showing up for a save on 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 uh, on on Roddy Strong after a match. You know who I would like to see? I think if I had to take a guess. I would like to see him interject himself into, into the, the main Asuka event match. scene. I think I would love to see him go in there and him and Oscar, they 69 while <laughs> Nikki Cross just shoves as much of her arm up her own vagina as she can get. I think you're going to see, if anything, you're going to see a promo where they are going to tease his debut on the next NXT, and then his first match will be at the next takeover. I I don't think he can do that because, again, because what we just talked about, it's it's a smart crowd, and you're in Chicago. If you're going to debut a guy and you want him to get a good pop, you got to do it live. Where's the next takeover at? Uh, I would imagine it would be before SummerSlam, so Brooklyn. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, let me get a look here. Is it in Brooklyn again? Are they not? Are they doing the next one in Brooklyn? I think they've they've moved because it always used to be at the Staples Center. I think they've moved it to Brooklyn. I think it's happening there again. I could be wrong. You know what? Yes, they are. They're doing the very next one in August 19th at the Barclays. Yes. I think you'll maybe see him in some way, shape, or form next time you see him get in the ring. That's going to be August with some stuff on the main NXT program. Uh, If you think about that, there was a time where we were like, oh, man, they're kind of raiding the cabinet they're kind of you know getting into the coffers of nxt yeah you know here goes shinsuke here goes the revival here goes finn here goes samoa bobby Roode will probably make his way up and then you all of a sudden you're thinking you know things are looking a little thin by god 
You've got Bobby Roode banging all cylinders right now. Hideo's healthy again. Yep. Adam Cole possibly on his way in. Yep. Alistair Black killing it. Cassius, Cassius Ono. Please fucking change your outfit. You've got... <laughs> Eric Young Oscar. is there with Eric Sanity. Eric Young is coming into his own. You've still got... Nikki Cross, I'm getting higher and higher on. Ruby Riot had one of her best yeah. interviews, uh, promos in quite a long time. Roderick Strong's killing the fucking game. Uh-huh. CN's uh, coming into his own. Who's this? CN, Andrade Almas. Yes, yes. I, I, NXT is, 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 is refilling the glass right now. They're, they're, very, they, they're very, very healthy. Speaking of filling glasses, how many glasses did you fill up when you heard about the new uh, uh, Japanese female Japanese WWE superstar? I can't, I, I can't even begin to uh, say their names. But, you I believe know, you're looking Shiara, at Iro yeah. Shirai and who I went online and immediately began to jack off about. Uh-huh. Uh, Iro Shirai is a recently signed WWE star. From stardom. Who also was in Lucha Underground. Yes, the Black Lotus tribe. Were both of them in the Black Lotus tribe? I don't know, but yeah, I, I'm pretty I, sure I, they both were because I remember seeing um, Hikaru or whatever her name is. I apologize. She was Hirokiri. Yeah, yeah, Hirokiri. Wait, uh, they, they're not the same person. I there's two. There's two she they, was. they signed two different women, right? Uh, or is this the on, same me... person? Am I am I totally asking the bet on this? I thought that was the same person. Hold on, Luch. I'm going to search this real quick. No, I don't want to. Lo- Why is there a fucking Sega Saturn goddamn link coming up? Because you always you love Sega Saturn. I no, do. You, I'm a big fan of the Sega Saturn. You're a bigger fan of Dreamcast. I know that about you. Thank you very much for fucking knowing your boy. Um, where is she at? Uh, God damn it! Uh, I'm trying to find her right now, and it's not because oh, she goes. The one with the H was the uh, the one with the elbow drop, which is being reported now that they're telling her not to use because Bailey does it. If you want to get nerds in the internet to to just lose their minds, you All tell one of the pissed. finest Japanese female performers <clears throat> with one of the most wickedly awesome looking elbow drops in history to that she's not able to do it because Bailey is squandering it on the main roster, then man, you just you just cause an internet S storm right there. It's funny you should say that because I read that and I looked it up and you're not kidding. It is an incredible looking it's beautiful. elbow drop. Yeah. It is a goddamn work of art. It really, really is incredible. And I would just say, hey, Bailey, stop fucking using it. Like, and Bailey's is fine. It looks it looks good, but it doesn't look that good. No, it ain't looking like fucking hers does. Now I know I'm definitely mispronouncing her name. Uh, uh, Ido Shirai. I yeah. don't even know why I'm fucking like rolling my L like that. But You're if you like search uh, Iro Shirai and you tack on that word sexy, yeah, well she just my friend, posed for Playboy recently. I'm going to need you to say that into my good ears. (laughs) Shirai posed for the Japanese version of Playboy in the March issue this year. Shirai, real name Masami Odate, 27 years old, debuted in 07, who made her name in 2010 as part of a trio uh, with older sister Mio Shirai and Kana, a.k.a. Asuka. She's a current world stardom champion and top star of the promotion. It was named Woman Wrestler of the Year in the annual Tokyo Sports Awards in both 2015 and 2016. Oh, boy. That just make your evening. Oh, boy. Oh, I just found it. Oh, I just found it. Oh, I just found it. (laughs) Oh, my God, Chris, have you? No, I haven't. Have you seen? Have you seen her ass? No. Oh my god. Yeah, there's two different women. Kaari Hojo is the other one. Hojo's the one with the elbow drop. Shirai is is, and I believe they were both in Lucha Underground as part of the Black Lotus Tribe. Triad. Oh my god. She is in defiance of God's will itself. (laughs) In possession. Of the fattest ass I think I've ever seen. <laughs> Tile levels she is are better. G- it's better. I'm looking at this Bailey thing right now. Compared to Bailey's. It's Asian. So it's <laughs> definitely better. <laughs> I am looking at this woman's butt right now. And I want to take 
like a soup ladle, but an old uh-huh. one from the 1800s. Yeah. And just fill it with river water and slurp it mm-hmm. out from in between those golden bunt cakes of hers. I mean, really sedimenty, bug-filled, earthen river water <laughs> and just slurp it out of an old mahogany soup ladle. Oh, wow. Kristoff. Yeah. This is my new number one. I am so, so sorry, but in the pantheon of butts that I would like to eat to the point that I develop TMJ and or a speech impediment. And pink eye. Randy Orton, you're now number two, bud. Oh, dang. That's, uh, oh, there's the... Whoa. Found it. Whoa. Whoa is right. Um, Whoa is right. Wow. Yep. 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 That's that's it. That is it. That is the stuff right there. uh, Mm -hmm. So that's going to be good for for NXT coming up uh, real soon. If you could see the look in Justin's eyes as he does this, it is haunting. Oh, fuck, that's a lot of blood. <laughs> The Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast. Become a donor to The Rough House at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast. And check out our videos at YouTube.com backslash channel backslash capital U-C-E-G-J-2-1. N, lowercase w, capital G, lowercase k, capital P, M, lowercase l, capital D, N, 7, lowercase c, 3, lowercase r, lowercase f, U, V, Q. This is the, the Rough House, Rough House uh, podcast with Justin and Christoph. That's it. Fuck Christoph. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Justin and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. The preceding presentation was brought to you by The Realm Network.